Joshua Bell is a researcher, photographer, and nature lover. He was born and raised in Texas, living the majority of his life in San Antonio Hill Country. After graduating from Baylor University with a Bachelor's of Science in Environmental Science in December 2020, he began his MS in Water Management and Hydrological Science in January at Texas a and University. He currently works in a water research lab investigating removal of contaminants from wastewater and chromium redox chemistry. Outside of school, he enjoys biking, running, and 35mm film photography. He loves all things outdoors and one-on-one conversations. Tap in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Campus Cuts, and I'm your host, Tanaka Taba. Today, we had a special, special guest, one of my closest homies, a man of God, a man that continues to just go out there and is so passionate about nature, the environment. And he's somebody who's always been a messenger and he wants to utilize his whole being to be able to celebrate and spread the gospel. This dude is an OG, met in my freshman year at Baylor. Um, and now he's doing some big things at Texas A&M, and we're going to dive deep into that. So without further ado, I want to introduce my guy, Mr. Joshua Bell. Welcome to the show, bro. What's up, Tanaka? <laughs> bro, that intro makes me want to dance, and I don't dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, we keep it that way. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, I'm trying to feel something. Yeah, that's that's that 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 is the uh, that's what we want to do, and I'm so grateful that we have an opportunity um, to be able to meet. And, and thank you. I'm really glad that you liked the intro. I mean, we worked hard on the intro. Shout out Ezreal and myself for and um, the people behind it that made it happen. But mm-hmm. um, dude, it it's finally here. We talked about this. We've been talking about this for two years since I started this and. You know, now we are here. You're officially on the pod, bro, at the talk show. Wow. How does it feel? It's an honor. I looked at uh, the list on Spotify. It was like 300 something. It's like, man, you've come a long way. This is such an honor to be on the show. Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, I worked, the, I worked my face off. <laughs> <laughs> For real, it doesn't come easy. Yeah, man. Um, some of those peaks and valleys, but I'm super grateful that you you created the time to be able to kind of chop it up and to share your story and your perspective. I value your wisdom and I value what you have to bring. And I just wanted to bring you out to the show and highlight you, bro. So of course I gave my intro um, about you, but I, I just want to start off the show is um, who who you are. So what is your what is your name? Where you're from? And then your occupation slash major, and then we'll do a deeper dive later. Sweet, yeah. So my name is Joshua Bell, and I am originally from outside of San Antonio, Fair Oaks Ranch to be exact, it's near Bernie. Uh, I'm in the Hill Country area. I graduated from Baylor in December of 2020 in environmental science. Now I am at Texas A&M for graduate school getting a really cool degree in water management and hydrological science. Um, Who I am, I mean, I I love that you that you asked that question and it's it's uh, kind of open ended. (laughs) So that's what this conversation is supposed to be for. So, I mean, identity wise, I have 
put my faith in Christ, so my identity is in Him. That that is who I am on a deeper level. Uh, otherwise, uh, a friend, a brother, and I think a word that comes to mind is like maybe it's two words: servant, leader. I think. There's just been a lot of things that line up that have highlighted that phrase in my life. So, yeah, bro. Mm. That's good. That's good. Now, I want you to dive deeper into that. You said that um, there's a lot of things that highlighted that phrase in your in your life. When when was the first time that you felt like you you were a servant leader? Like, talk about that first experience of being able to lead with a servant heart. Your very mm-hmm. first experience and how that has continued to shape who you are today. Yeah. So, what comes to mind first is working at Pine Cove. <laughs> You know, <laughs> bro, Pine Cove is wild. It's so fun, but it is tough. And uh, for people who don't know, it's a Christian camp over the summer, but they have some things during the, the school year and whatnot. Uh, and it's usually about a week long where either like families or kids can come together and they just get served. Uh, it's supposed to be a week where they can relax and have fun, have every meal served to them, um, and then just Bible studies throughout the week and whatnot. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pine Cove, like, you are working in the kitchen, scrubbing dishes, and no one sees you. And I love the culture that they cultivated of having so much joy, even in the kitchen, uh, where where like the servant heart goes unnoticed, but it's still it's still celebrated with the other servants. (laughs) Um, And then the leadership side of things like I had the opportunity to be an extreme activities coordinator. So helping facilitate the activities of paintball, skeet shooting, and ropes course. So that, I mean, demanded a lot of leadership and having confidence um, as well. But it's all it's all tied together. So I, I think that was the first experience that really, uh, really shaped me. And then learning from that, now I know... And even hearing you talk about it as well, like on social media and, and just any call that we have of always trying to serve first before people would actually follow because right. no one wants to follow a leader that's not willing to first serve. Right. So, yeah, that's that's what comes to mind. Yeah, that's good. That's so true. And especially in this day and age where there's a lot, there's a need of leaders. Every great leader is a great follower. 
because they had to follow somebody in order to be able to learn from someone in order to step up to the plate. And, you know, a leader comes in all different types of uh, shapes and sizes. Yeah. And, you know, speaking about this, like, you know, idea of leadership, before you became, you, you became fond of servant leadership, what was your perception of leadership before that? Well, yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to put myself into a box, but I took the Enneagram a long time ago and I was like, okay, I'm definitely an achiever. I love having goals in mind and it's almost it or it was and it it still is to some degree for the um ultimate goal of people looking up to me and it's like okay so whenever i was a lot younger a leader was someone that people just look up to and right. so i i set high goals for that of Man, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I want people to follow <laughs> or just set a good example. Honestly, even just setting like solid, righteous examples throughout the day. And right. um, yeah. Did that answer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so back in the day, it was now, it was first of a model of, I just want to be the guy. I want somebody that is there that is like, yeah. I want to be looked up to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then what's what's crazy is that you read in scripture about Jesus having thousands of people follow him. Right. And then you see the next passage about him washing feet. Mm. Like what what leader would have that contrast and anyways that's what came to mind and and as i'm like especially at baylor finding okay as a christian in my walk with christ i'm constantly learning to be humble and to first serve behind the scenes where no one notices mm, mm-hmm. like e- honestly like even stuff like uh in a life group or something where we go around and share praises of what happened throughout the week i want to have those secrets with god where it's only the lord saw me do that i think there's so much treasure in it because it strengthens you personally of okay i'm no longer going to be living to try to fulfill some sort of compliment by man right but it's like i'm building a history book with the lord of what it looks like to be a servant behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and i think through that comes the blessing of leadership right but yeah what do you think what what was like what was your experience with pine cove learning that kind of stuff (laughs) um (laughs) What was my experience? <laughs> um, no, nah, man. Um, it definitely it. 
Or you, you you probably had a different experience because it was also camp in the city and stuff. No, it was it was camp in the city. For people that didn't know, I, I did at one point in time work at Pine Cove for just one summer. Um, and actually where I still have to one of the my two closest homies. That's where I met um, Raymond Mumba Williams and EJ Hibbler. EJ! Out of, out of those guys. Those, those amazing individuals. Amazing mm-hmm. black men. Um, and TA, Tyler Arnold. Josiah, Fabian, Jimmy, bro, there's so many people that I want to shout out on that, like, you know, that I could just list off. Ariana, oh my gosh, Valerie, y'all, they listen to my stuff. So like, I'm just like, hey, yo, shout out to y'all. Farron, uh, just so many good, amazing individuals. D-Lo, that, I, that came out of that. Uh, but I, I think one of the things that I learned from there when it came to leadership, per se, um, is... Leadership is not binary, um, and especially in the sense of everybody it, it wants to be attracted to the titles, wants to be attracted to saying that I'm a, I'm a senior counselor or anything of that nature. But um, um, it, it really taught me in order to be a great leader, you need to be a great leader of yourself. And being a great leader of yourself is by being a great follower of the, the, the source, by being able to submit to somebody who is, who is greater than you. And you understand that it's never been about you. Um, and of course, you know, this was coming after Eve, after I crossed into my fraternity, was in multiple leadership positions and my at Baylor, whatever. Um, but it, it's one of those things where you realize that leadership is not, um, is something not to be taken lightly. And this is giving you their child. <laughs> They're most surprised and love possession in order for your care for a week, but multiple weeks. And you being able to sit down with them and sit with them and try to teach them and try to love on them and trying to understand that, hey, one kid is going to go over there, another kid is going to go out. Ah, ah. It, it's like, but it's so humbling, especially, um, you know, they look up to you, but at the same time, I look up to them. You know, like, you know, it's like, yo, I look up to you kids because I never had this opportunity. I never been to Pine Cove. I did, that was a thing I only heard about at Baylor, right? I look up to them yeah. to be able to see that how their curiosity and how their light was, um, how their life and when it was lit of fire, one, for the Lord, but two, most importantly, to interact with other kids and being able to see the progression of how one kid was able to, you know, be shy and see how they moved or another kid was running bus justices or whatever and how they calmed down and you get to understand the stories and you get to sit with them and you get to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. beautiful, man. Um, yeah. But on the flip side, it also taught me that leadership is, um, I believe everybody's called to be a leader. It's just whether or not we'll be the circle, like in what type of circumstances we'll be, be able to have the opportunity to create them, right? And that's with somebody being able to give you and hand you the rope and it will give you the baton and say, I trust you. I trust you and I, and I believe in you. Because it can be cultivated. It's a gift that you can be cultivated with everyone. It's just, not, it's just now being able to be willing in order to kill your ego um, to be say, hey, you know what? this person has something about them i'm going to shut down anything i want i'm going to make sure that i'm not threatened in order to make sure that them elevate so the whole collective can be better as well Hmm. those are some of my takeaways from that experience yeah i don't know i hope that made sense (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so good i i liked what you said about um uh like a lot earlier about internal leadership first of like 
um, before you can even lead others of having things that you can lead yourself into confidently. And it's like, okay, practically that's a hard work ethic or am I, am I making my bed every morning? (laughs) Shout out to the general, the UT speech. (laughs) (laughs) That was so solid. No, of, of, but seriously, like, uh, what are the things throughout your day that you're building good habits into that's making you just naturally fall into leadership? Mm. Um, and you know what? That's a great question. What are, like, what are your top three things that you do in order to make sure that you, you, you bring in that habitual, mm. like that for yourself leadership? Yeah. Um, I like your uh, your phrase of connection to the source. So practically, that looks like having quiet time in the morning where I'm reading scripture and I'm gaining wisdom from the Lord, because <laughs> uh, if I truly believe that in him, the creator of all things, that there's knowledge that that can truly strengthen me, then I, you know, I, I want to spend more time with him, <laughs> not just for that reason, but that's like one of the many fruits. And so yeah, practically, I think that um, man, this is such a loaded question. You, uh, I know, I know that was, <laughs> bro. We go so deep here. Powerful. We go deep here. That's so good. I I don't want any of that surface baloney, <laughs> bro. Um, yeah, I I mean, it goes back to the servant. Uh, the servant aspect of things. So like, what are some small things I'm doing throughout the day that no one would see and building that into a habit? So I'm even just thinking about, this is such a silly example, but I, I just noticed it today of, you know, I'm riding my bike on campus Am I yielding to pedestrians? <laughs> and it, it, I mean, it's, it's just like a, a little thing, but it truly changes my mentality. Mm. Like, and it's those little things that are building up and truly shaping uh, how you're seeing other people. So if, if I consistently am like, trying to not fly by people walking when I'm on my bike, then I think something in my heart changes where I'm like, okay, I, I have a deeper care for people or something. Even if it's a, even if it's as small as that. Right. 
Um, yeah, and and I love trying to meet up with people one on one, just having conversations. <laughs> Because, you know, group conversations can only go so far. Yeah. And what you find a lot of the times is it's easier for somebody to put on a mask when they're in a group. Mm. Even sometimes unintentionally. Of course. It's just like, oh, they're around fun people. So they're, they might act a little bit different. And I, yeah, it's just like, that's how a ton Everyone of us are yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but whenever you meet up with somebody one-on-one -on -one, it's like they're looking around uh okay it's just you you're you're the one that's actually asking me these things so how is that shaping me into a leader uh i i mean it even goes back to like why are you even having this podcast of you like serving other people in the way that you want to hear other people's perspectives um, and submitting to their time in a sense of you valuing their time and you just want to hear. Um, you just want to hear about their life, their perspective, their thoughts on this or that. And I think that's serving them because yeah, time is so valuable. And it's like, people love talking about themselves. And so <laughs> by giving somebody an hour to talk about themselves, I think that's serving them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a sense, in a sense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That that was so good, and you know what what you said without in there that was kind of was profound was everybody in a group setting is yeah. uh, puts on a mask, yeah, and you know, um, it, you know it, it it's, it's like social like just being adaptive and us being like you know adapt like situational awareness and us making sure that who is who whatever, um, but oftentimes the mask is something that way is a way to protect ourselves, right? Um, I'm, I'm really big on getting people and really, you know, taking and allowing people the space and opportunity to take off the mask because yeah. it's one of the most powerful things that you can do with another person. Yeah. Um, I, it might be a little bit too personal, but let me ask you this. When was the time that you felt like you put on the mask? And how have you overcome and how, how do you make sure that wherever you are, that you don't have to put that mask on? Yes, dude. <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, we're going deep. <laughs> hey, that's how we're actually going to, that's how we're actually going to learn. <laughs> That's so good, man. That's a great question. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So what comes to mind is, yeah, being really honest, like 
putting on a mask in the class. Mm. Uh, I, I think I'm pretty like uh, academic minded, I guess. I, I've always enjoyed school, which is honestly a blessing seeing that other people just really struggle. Yeah. And yeah, so that's, that's a gift. It's, is that it's just come, it's just come easier to me than maybe for other people. So right. academically speaking, when I'm in a classroom or I'm in a research meeting, <laughs> I want to know, I, I want to know everything even before the teacher asks the question so that I won't embarrass myself. Mm. And so, and, and feeling almost this pressure on myself of being obligated to already know the material before it's taught, <laughs> which is, that's, it's so untrue. Insanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like, it, it's because whenever you look back at those times where somebody asked the question and you're like, oh, I actually really know this answer. Like, yeah. And you get a share. Uh, I mean, for some people, but definitely for me, it's like, oh, I feel affirmed by that of like, wow, I knew what they were talking about and I could answer it. And the person asking the question was like, yeah, that's right. But the reality is that you're learning. You don't know the answers. <laughs> but I would put this mask on of like, I guess, uh, I guess the, the, yeah, I guess it would be called academic excellence a mask of academic excellence, which, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, the A's, B's, and C's, those are, those are all fine and everything. But personally and socially, a mask of academic excellence where if somebody asks a science question, I need to know the answer. <laughs> but science is like, mind-blowing there's so much that we still don't know and yeah i i think a mask i would i would put on in class so that people would just look up to me yeah it goes back to even uh wanting to be a leader man this is so vulnerable <laughs> but yeah it's it's true of uh yeah, just, just, I mean, who doesn't want to have the answers? Like, you want to be that person that people can go to for answers, right? Like, so that, I, I'm not saying that's an excuse, but that's just, like, also something that comes up naturally. It's like, yeah, of course I want to know the answer. I, um. Anyways, yeah, bro, I mean... <laughs> probably a mask of academic excellence. And I'm even thinking about my research meetings of these brilliant professors. And 
me preparing for some sort of presentation and it's like if i don't if they ask me about this and i don't know it and they only ask one question the whole time it's going to look like i don't know anything right and it's like oh man if they if only they would ask me this and this and this so i always want to try to be prepared and even over the top where i'm putting pressure on myself that wasn't even put on by the professors the professors aren't expecting me to know everything i'm just like just a grad student (laughs) so yeah that's that's a long answer but man that's beautiful man that that is so one thank you so much now this this is what i i've always envisioned the pod being bro yes able to to sit and have vulnerable authentic honest conversations about perspectives because you know who knows like this well like being on the receiving end i know and 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 realizing the impact that this has created like i know like it has freed people it is free whether it's my own story or whether it's the story of somebody else like one of the most noble notable things for example was when i interviewed a dear friend jade um, an amazing, amazing woman. She wants to be a lawyer, doing some amazing stuff. Um, one time a person said, before I listened to the podcast, I had this whole perception of her. But whenever, since, but since listening to it, it, it just made me appreciate and it just broke down every preconceived notion that I had. And, you know, like, because we live in a world where everything's so quick bites. Headline this, 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 whatever, whatever, wait, 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 da, 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 da. scroll, scroll, scroll. But we don't have the, the, the art of having a conversation, honest conversation is being lost, right? And so understand that you're freeing somebody right now, right? Mm-hmm. If we got Yahweh's working through you because you're able to be vulnerable in that and your willingness and say like, yeah. you know, and of course, you know, being, like especially a, a high achievers, right? They want to have the pressure to know because if they don't, they feel vulnerable and they won't feel if they're a value. But the mm-hmm. value is already intrinsic because it's already been set because we know, we know, and, and hopefully yeah. other people know, that is or, your value has been done and stamped when the blood of Christ was already drawn. Yes. Right? Yes. And then so it is just that reminder of like, you know what, no matter where we are, everybody has felt and has battled this or whatever, anything like that. From like, I, I'm like, bro, I've interviewed some highly successful people. They still feel like this. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, it don't matter. And it's 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 amazing, bro. So don't ever feel ashamed. And I'm I'm so grateful that um, I'm able to just to be a steward and just be able to listen to that and also affirm me, bro. Like doing some amazing stuff, man. And it's good to not to know because if we knew everything. We would be God and life would be born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the adventure of always learning. Like that's part of the journey, right? Yeah, that is part of the journey. That is part of the journey. But that's so good. And so my, my follow-up question for you that is, um, is have you felt like, what what's your antidote to wearing mm. the mask? Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be a complete answer, but like, you know, just things that help you, you know, say that I don't have to put this or I'm, I'm okay. 
Yeah. Uh, I think when I'm talking to my parents about this and they affirm me and they say, you don't have to know everything. It's fine. And then all of a sudden it hits me again. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so even just like simple calls with with my parents are so powerful. Like, I'll, I'll just be sharing and they'll say, oh, how are you feeling today? And if I tell them I'm stressed out about something, they're like, oh, well, yeah, you can do it. It's fine. What is this perspective they have? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of sorcery is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's so powerful. I think the other thing, whenever I'm not around them or I'm not calling or they're not calling, is music. Mm. So listening to music is one thing, but also oh man this is so good just being creative having some sort of creative outlet is so powerful yeah and yeah. each person has their own creative potential right and it's like once you find that you can run with it and you find that whenever you're running in that creative potential that you're actually getting freed from so many things. So mm. thinking about like, okay, whenever I go shoot photos, I don't care at all about any academic stuff. <laughs> I'm just mm. outside. <laughs> I'm just outside enjoying creation. Yeah, just letting my mind go. And you know what's cool about I don't know if girls do this, but guys, we can think about nothing. It's actually possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, like, you, you know, and it's somebody to be like, what are you thinking about? Oh, nothing. No, you gotta be thinking about something. It's like, bro, like be legit or think about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's yeah, it's kind of weird, but it's true. Like you'll you'll just be on a run or taking photos or just outside, and you're like, just content with being. And that's mm. it. <laughs> mm. Um, so yeah, being outside, having some sort of creative outlet is definitely definitely helps with uh, you know that stress that I put on myself. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love that. I love that. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the creative outlet is in. in I, in my, you know me, bro, being a creative, right? You know, yeah. Um, or working it. I, one of the things that I, I think about quite often, um, is that people think that creativity is, is nascent or, or not nascent. That's not the wrong. That's not the wrong word. Is a gift or like in the terms of it's like, it can only be a certain few. But if we were created by the creator, we all have the innate ability to co-create with him. Yep. And, and, and creativity is in the sense of, you like, I mean, bro, I, I mean, I, I say this all the time, bro, like 
I had, I had a question. Somebody asked me, what is the greatest form of design I think has been created? I said, the human body. Is the human physiological, the physiological makeup of the body, the mind, the nervous system. Because each and everything we do today, whether it's technology, whether it's nature, or any sort of advancement or innovation, is only an extension of us studying the body and trying to create tools in order to do what? To help us, right? You know, like like Leonardo da Vinci and, you know, just talking about like humanist artistry and, okay, you know what, we're going to get the wings and all of that stuff. And um, like life in nature, bro, is, um, and you know me about tech, bro. Like, I, I mean, I love tech. It's dope. It's dope. But I think sometimes it's just like, bro, you can't replace this. Mm-hmm. You don't want to replicate this. And this is the most beautiful design. And we, and us being in, in existence is a beautiful art. And in um, us, we having the gifts and the talents of what we do and what we've done, right, is allowing us to continue to share um, the design that's been created, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I could talk about this all day. Yeah. But, but I, I just love how you say that that creative outlet is just uh, you just you're focusing on the photography and allowing you to continue just to capture these moments or capture nature. Um, mm-hmm. It makes you feel at ease. Like, so I want you to talk about that a little bit more. Obviously, now you're in your career as somebody who is you. You're bridging the two, right? Like, why? Like, what first got you into photography, and second, why is your stuff so centered about nature? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think when did Instagram come out? October, October 11th, October 10th, 2011. Okay. So that was probably like middle school going into high school sometime around there. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So I think around that time, honestly, where I'm, I'm seeing other people's art mm-hmm. and other people's photos because Instagram specifically designed for that. I'm like, yes. oh, okay. And just with media, you can get flooded with so many ideas that prior to media, you had no exposure to. Mm. And so just seeing, I, I'd say for probably like a few years, just seeing all sorts of different cool photos and not really thinking anything of it. Um, but then like seeing people take photos of the stars like yes what that's possible that's so cool (laughs) and um yeah so i think towards the end of high school i got more into photography um and yeah specifically landscapes and just being outdoors but i was looking for what is my what is my uh motto for this why am i doing it Mm. and because i i i feel something whenever i'm expressing myself through that creative outlet and Ultimately, it all came down to 
this idea of me trying to capture the breath of God in a photo, <laughs> which is and isn't possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so just like, man, what, what can I do to frame this photo where I can get like the most full potential of all the senses in this in capturing just one photo um where where somebody looking at that photo would be like oh you know something's different about that Mm. and uh yeah yeah so i i think that's that's definitely the phrase that comes to mind and then what was really cool was getting into like old school film photography yeah which if y'all haven't done it before highly recommend (laughs) if you have a like a little bit of money on the side and you want to try to pick up a hobby it makes you appreciate photography so much more and it makes you pause and slow down it's like it's like the sabbath for photography (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) because I'm like, all right, I only have 35, 36 shots on this roll. It's going to cost me 20 bucks maybe to get it developed. It costs this much to buy the roll. It costs this much for the camera. So I want to make each one count. And, you know, in, in digital, you're just shooting away, sometimes carelessly, which can be good in certain situations because then you can go back and be like, oh, that was the one I was looking for. But whenever you're shooting like slow, old school, 35 millimeter film, then you have to pause and think. And ultimately you get to the point where you don't even have your camera anymore, but you're looking around at things and you're like, okay, how could I pause and set up this to fully capture it? Um, So yeah, it just, it even just changes your mindset of being outdoors and stuff like that. But yeah, bro, I know you did a little bit of photography, right? Are are you still into it? Yeah, bro. Yes, of course I'm still shooting. Yes. No, bro. bro, um, It it stopped when people start asking me to start take pictures for them for money. And I hated it. I hated it, bro. Because it's just like I hated it. Like, it, it, because it, it, of course, you know, when you're, you know, when you're starting something, you know, whatever. Of course, we do through a college side hustle. And I was like, oh well, yeah, sure, money, 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 money. yeah, go, go, money, money. I got some in my pocket. But then, of course, you know, you start to feel like you're, you as you're. Sometimes, as the money continues to increase, your enjoyment and your fulfillment continues. And so you're not in alignment with whatever it is. And for me, photography, um, I was actually with, uh, I had dinner with my frat brother who actually told me to get a camera. And, you know, it was supposed to be for the fraternity, but then I was just like, I don't know. Um, I, but I've always been fascinated with the camera ever since I was young, right? Mm. And so now with that, just this hop, it, it just turned into a, 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 um, a 
hobby of just being able to capture uh, and you know, like, and now being able to cultivate that skill for yes, whenever I wanted to just you know, for my brands and whatever. But it's like, yo, what is something in your life that you don't have to do for profit, or to commoditize, or to monetize? Yeah, just truly, just enjoy this craft and just to get better, is to continue just to be present with it. And so for me, I've been working on a personal project where I have a Polaroid um, camera, or my sister's Polaroid camera. And of course, I'm a digital, and it's like, yo, I want to take a picture with the people that I spend the time with or the, the most important people in my life and then have it in this photo scrapping book with the date and whatnot. And it's just been such a beautiful experience to be able to do that. So yeah, I have my digital, but then also I now have my, my Polaroid and analog. And it's just such a beautiful moment just to be able to capture like, ah, it's like, ah, this thing is etched in stone. And here we are just to be able to just take this time just to, uh, to do that. So yes, my photography, is still going very strong and i have my portfolio and whatever but i'm just like it's just it's for me it's just uh i don't want to get paid to do it because yeah. I, I want to i mean obviously obviously i don't need to get paid for anything anymore uh but uh, uh, <laughs> but I'm, just, uh I'm just so grateful just to be able to just to live um do something out of the passion of it and just to continue just to cultivate that skill of getting better practicing and enjoying the, the beautiful creation that's been bestowed upon us and just hopefully try to capture it with my little eye as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that, that was so powerful. What you said about whenever um, you started getting money for photography and then you found your enjoyment level just went down. And then you said something about like, what can I do just for fun where I'm not even getting paid anything? And that is so key because mm. everyone, you, you like, I'd say the majority of people want to get paid for anything and everything that, that they can do. There's not a lot of people that, want to just do something like spend their time their valuable time doing it and sometimes it's costly for knowing that you're definitely not going to get paid <laughs> yeah 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 and yeah it, it ultimately like calls you back to be humble like, okay, let's have this way that I can make money, which I'm, I'm not saying there shouldn't be multiple avenues for how you get revenue. I think that's awesome if you have multiple avenues, but if every avenue that you're spending your time doing is for the sake of you getting some revenue, like some monetary benefit out of it, then you start to think like, okay, where is my creative outlet? What am I doing outside of all this just for the sake of being, just for the sake of life? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life. Yeah. <laughs> but man, it it's so powerful because it even goes back to what we were talking about of like it, it frees you from a lot of things. If you can have 
that Sabbath outlet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're so right, man. And, and, and bro, that's a good, this is a good question. It frees you from a lot of things. What's your definition of freedom? What does it mean? What does freedom mean for, for Josh Bell? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Freedom, in my mind, is two things that go together. It is knowing which, yeah, it is knowing who God is and who mm. I am in God. Mm. If those two things can come together, then you will experience the utmost freedom that no political party could give you. Mm. And mm. I, I truly, truly believe this, but sometimes I can't speak from like a, like a hard upbringing experience where I, I can say like, okay, uh, I actually did need some sort of political justice or breakthrough for freedom. I like am very grateful that I had a blessed upbringing and for that reason, like there wasn't, there weren't a lot of, man-made things or parties or anything that I had to look for, for some sort of freedom. Uh, But regardless, I think there is a universal truth that goes beyond any sort of boundary line like that you're putting up politically or mentally, uh, which is, knowing who God is and who you are in God. Right. And man, yeah, I think if you can get those two things, then yeah, you'll have, you'll have so much freedom and you'll, you'll truly understand. You'll, you'll be able to get a glimpse of the perspective of our timeline in eternity. <laughs> and that will just, open up your mind and call, call you to want to live. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think just looking at the stars really helps with that. <laughs> like, man, the expanse of the universe, what is freedom? And it's like boundless imagination that we can't comprehend. What do you think it is? Man, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, childlike joy. Childlike joy, bro. Hmm. A child's not compared, it's not concerned of what somebody thinks of them. They're like, you know, it, it's. Yeah. It's the, uh, I mean, of course, you know, 
my, my friend gave me the nickname Free World T, bro. He's like, bro, you so free, bro. You traveling the world, man. Of course, T, we were talking about it. Like, I'm inspired by Pharrell, Pharrell, skateboard, skateboard P. So, Free World T. But um, that, na- that name for me personally um, really stems from the fact that, uh, yes, the, the blood of Christ and it has freed us and being able to live in Christ, but taken away from like a Christian perspective or more than a practical secular perspective. Mm-hmm. For me, just means the ability just to love, like like pure love, um, love with no bounds, love with no conditions, but yeah. love. Um, I know it sounds so esoteric or Rastafarian or whatever, but like, no, man, I'm so rich, I'm so 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 rich because I got love all and and just whether like you just need one person to love you and like you have and you want to love and we we already have that one person that loves us mm-hmm. and so understanding just how deep 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 love is bro like i love love like <laughs> like I love you not with no expectation, not because of promise, not because mm-hmm. of this. It's like, I love world. I love one love, true love. And it's so ugly. Like, it used to, it's like, I might look back at this and be like, well, I don't know what 22 Young T was doing. <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> and then the freedom is the ability just to love, to love yourself, to love the world, to love another person, to love, just to love, love, to love, just love what has been created, and and, and mix that with empathy, and mix that with um, with just the the curiosity, just to be, to just to be, bro, just that being, just being. I'm here. Um, you know, everything has been made up, manufactured, pimped out, programmed, and all that stuff for mm-hmm. profit or for a whole bunch of stuff, right? And, but really, the freedom just to be able to love yourself and to love expressing the self the way that you want to, that hopefully doesn't hurt or harm anybody else, um, mm-hmm. is freedom, bro. Wow. And that, that childlike joy, because a child mm-hmm. will love you. Like, no, like, especially if a child loves you, come up to you, look at you, hugs you. I love you, mommy. I love you, daddy. I love you, auntie. I love you, teacher. Yes. It's pure love. It just gets corrupted as we age and we continue to put all these things in the mind. But yeah, that child is joy, man. Yeah. There's really no words that can describe love. <laughs> <laughs> like I was thinking about how can I how can I put this into perspective but yeah you really can't I mean you had to repeat the word deep like so many times because there's really no it's yeah it's just love that's so that is so true that is freedom <laughs> true love not not any uh program stuff or yeah yeah a childlike love and 
a joyful love. That is so true. That's a good word. <laughs> oh, oh man, that, that ah, I just have so much love, bro. It's like, ah, oh, okay. I, I just always get hyped up. It's gonna be more than I wake up. I'm like, oh man, bro, I love you. I love God. I love my breath. I love my people. Oh, I'm just like, want to continue to radiate that, bro. And even in the hard times, I mean, I love this all the time. It don't matter. Ah! <laughs> it can be delusional, bro. Oh, well. oh, I'm happy, and I'm. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, okay, so you know, I had, I actually, have you seen the TikToks? Um, or have you, do you have TikTok or? No, you, I don't. Okay, so there's this guy on TikTok that got big. His name is Athy Trutka. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out Athy, man. He's such a good guy. He started this quit. He started this thing, and just one of the big, bigger questions that I asked. And like now we're getting close to the hour um, of yeah. him. And, and one of the things that he asked was, um, um, one of the things that he asked was, um, you know, he asked people. He goes to the street and he goes to the street and asks them, "Hey, are you happy?" So. My second to last question for you, bro, is um, are you happy? Yeah. <laughs> I am not worried about tomorrow. I'm content. I am learning. I mm -hmm love people and yeah i know who i am in christ mm -hmm. so mm. i'm happy yeah there's yeah i which it's it's honestly so sad seeing some of my friends trying to work their tail off for a PhD mm. to ultimately get what a, a higher paying job, which is supposed to somehow be linked to happiness. And I think there was a study a while back showing like, actually there's a cap of uh, some salary to the utmost level of happiness. Yeah. Do you remember was like maybe ninety thousand per year or something. Yeah, seventy thousand. It's debatable nowadays, but like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know exactly. Yeah, which is crazy. And so, I mean, I'm I'm not worried. I I think I think I'm just happy. <laughs> and yeah, bro, that's that's such a good question. That's so. Thank good. you for asking that. Of course, bro. Of course, man. That's what we got to do. And. Bro, I just love it. Ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. And so my last three things, uh, last question to you is, uh, what are three things that you would say to your 18-year-old self? Hmm. Yeah. Don't let worrying about tomorrow steal your time of today. Hmm. Write down your dreams and you won't regret being bold about the things you love. Those are my three things. Wow. 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 That's so beautiful, man. 
Well, this is how I end the show, bro. Um, I have a segment called the Speak Life segment where I just speak over my friends or I speak over the guests. Um, my favorite segment of the show because we know that in James, life and death in the ton is a rudder, can set a fire. Or blah, 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 blah. Yep. Josh, I'll never, forever, ever, ever, ever forget the day when I first rode with you in the car. That blue, I don't know whose car that was. I think it was Brett's car or somebody's car. I don't know. <laughs> Man. Damn it. blue Hyundai Sonata or something. Hyundai Sonata, bro. <laughs> On the way to, to church. That, that night, you was with Seth. Yeah. I remember it all, bro. <laughs> Well, your 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 pursuit of the Lord, your pursuit for the passion for the environment, your pursuit for um, spreading love, man, it inspires me deeply. I'm so grateful that we still we have a friendship. I'm so grateful for the friendship that we have. I'm so grateful for your wisdom and your kindness and your joy. I'm so grateful how you live life unashamed. I'm so grateful for your vulnerability, and I'm so grateful for just your love of being and just life. It's been an absolute honor just to be able to see your growth and who you're becoming and who the, the, God, the, the man that God is making you up to be. I love you, man. And it's a blessing. And I understand that you're gonna do some amazing things for the environment. You're gonna do some amazing things for your family, your future family, your future wife future kids and you're just a solid individual i pray that each every day that comes what is today and tomorrow but 20 years that you know that you are worthy and you always have been so shout out to you thank you so much bro love, love you tanaka thank you bro love you where can the people find you at if you want them to find you? <laughs> <laughs> you can find my Instagram at basketbell <laughs> or on LinkedIn. I'm trying to be like Tanaka and build that LinkedIn profile. <laughs> and LinkedIn is BS. Sorry, LinkedIn. <laughs> All right. Yeah, bro. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I love talking with you. It's so good. It's so good. Every time. Every time, bro. Every time. Yo, this is just a show. This is a recorded, but I mean, I wish y'all could see the 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 off-camera conversations. It, they're amazing. But yeah. y'all get a little glimpse. Y'all got a little glimpse of speaking life. So to mm -hmm. each and everybody out here watching it or that will watch it or listen, tell your people that you love them. And, um, and I hope you have an amazing, wonderful day. And uh, thank you so much for taking your time out. So we are here. Love. And we are. Thank you so much for taking a chance to listen slash watch the podcast episode. Super grateful for all your support. Make sure you follow us on social media at Campus Cuts Pod. Be able to check out the YouTube, um, Twitch, 
and as well as Twitter, Periscope live streams. If you want to have the chance to get the replay, make sure you share it to your friends, families, significant others, and anybody that is interested in listening to authentic conversations with great guests and people. Make sure you do that. Thanks so much for all the help. Tap in. Have a blessed day.